0: In my new book, With Mark Tim, mentor to Millions, you'll learn the
1: repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the podcast. This is
2: your host, Seth Green. Today, I have the good fortune to be joined by Brian Kramer. Brian's been called the Zen master to digital marketers by Forbes. He is a renowned business strategist global keynote speaker, executive trainer coach, and two-time bestselling author and Forbes contributor. He is the CEO of H2H Companies, an executive coaching company, and co-owner of Pure Matter, a Silicon Valley marketing agency founded way back in 2001, which earned a spot as one of the fastest-growing companies by the Silicon Valley Business Journal. Brian, thanks so much for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me.
2: Our pleasure. Let's go back in time a little bit. How did you get started?
1: Um. I got started as uh, coming out of college in in uh, marketing and adver- advertising agencies. So I was brought up through the ad agency world and um, and worked my way almost in every position except for a designer. I'm not uh, not anywhere near being a designer, but i I uh, created um, and and started um, interactive and digital uh, departments within organizations back when that was a first a thing. and then, uh, and then created a my own kind of sub company within another company doing an inner interactive um, and website development, and then um, and then started my own agency in two thousand one, um, two thousand two, and um, and created created my own thing. So that that then launched the rest of my career into being an entrepreneur.
2: And I was I'm sure the longer version of those stories is in the book. How does one become the Zen master to digital marketers and what does that mean?
1: Well you don't title yourself that so that's good uh otherwise that would that'd be egotistical um I, I you know uh Forbes wrote that as a as an article and I really don't have a, a smart response for that I don't you know I guess that they um I tend to be a little more um um, Present and thoughtful about what I write, and I'm not, I'm not very um, uh, interested in writing um, uh, clickbait. And so I think uh, that was what that article was about: was being future forward and thinking about what we can do to um, stay present and be more human with other people. And and my first book, there's no B2B or B2C; it's human to human, is really what that's all about, and how do, how do we stay in in engagement with other people not trying to automate everything that that was that was four or five years ago so now things have changed a little bit but it's still relevant
2: absolutely so human to human you say there's no b2b no b2c what are some of the biggest mistakes that uh companies and marketers are are making that your movement kind of helps solve
1: yeah um the biggest thing is that that we're using uh and especially now even uh ai is just you know becoming more relevant um using technology to replace in- interaction uh and and the idea is to move us closer to relationship and so how do we get into Um, a deep conversation or deeper conversation with another human being instead of farther apart. And a lot of enterprise, mid market, even small business um, in a lot of respects are trying to see technology as a way of creating distance between so that we can automate uh, a purchase or a conversion or whatever you want to automate. And I think it's technology and humans working together uh, one, where one takes over from the other to create more moments of truth, more moments where it, where another human knows that they matter, that they feel seen, that they feel heard or listened to, and um, and when you do that, and it, it only a human can create those magical moments.
2: That's awesome. I, I totally agree. You are on both the side of an owning an agency and having owned an agency that markets companies and executive coaching at some of the at, at companies as well how does one inform the other how do you benefit from seeing both sides
1: um well it's it's a totally different um thing i think when you're on the outside looking in you're not you're not regurgitating the same stuff over and over saying we tried that we tried that we tried that didn't work didn't work didn't work It's, you know, I, no offense to nonprofits, but I call it the nonprofit effect, um, where, you know, we're, we're just always, you know, saying what, what can't happen, what won't happen, what shouldn't happen. Um, And so as, as a consultant or an agency, you're coming in with a creative view of, of a new way of looking at something that when it's kind of like us as, as people, we have a hard time seeing ourselves. But others, when we look at others, we have a much easier time um, breaking things down. Um, like if if I were to get help, for, it's easier for me to get somebody to to show me my own blind spots um, than it is for me to see my own. A company is the same way. If we can ha- hire an agency to see our own blind spots and help us creatively share our message, it's it's different. Now, on the flip side, when you're working for a brand or you're working on the company side, you can move faster. You're more nimble. You don't have to worry about, you know, uh uh, you know, getting things through or, or doing things. It's a little more flexible. And also, um, you know, you're a little bit more in charge of what can happen day to day. Um, and so there's a benefit to both.
2: For sure. First book, Human to Human. There is no B2B, no B2C. Starting a global movement, started a global movement about how to be more human. Sold over 15,000 books. What inspired you to write that book?
1: The first book, H. Um, yes. Th- that book uh, in, was inspired by a, a keynote that I gave that was about how to be more human at um, Bloomberg in San Francisco to uh, CMOs and directors of marketing and sales. And um, and it went viral over the next 24 hours. It got over 24 million impressions because it was the first time uh, this is... Now, think back. This is when actually social media was first on the scene. So um, today, I'm not so sure, but back then it was not table stakes that companies actually uh, lost a one-way voice. It used to be just radio, TV, and newspaper. And then all of a sudden social media comes on and now anybody can talk badly about your company and what do you do about it? And so, um, you know, they were were in a in in a fire dump uh, fire dumpster trying to figure out like what can we say without screwing up our company. I think they still are, to be honest with you. I don't think they still get it. But it's a lot more table stakes to you know we understand now that if you don't reply right away, you're ruining your brand, or if you don't. Actually, pay attention to the people that are saying stuff about your company out there. You're not participating in the conversation. These are just things we already know now. So, um, so now it's just a change in how do you be more human in AI and and uh, augmented reality and um, and and automation and all the new things that are coming out. It's not changed in that respect. It's just uh, now becoming more table stakes that we understand how to be in in conversation. Then, so that's that's why it was so relevant, I think, when it came out.
2: For sure, and the latest book is called Shareology: How Sharing Is Powering the Human Economy. You sold, you know, triple the number of that book, made the USA Top 150 book list the week of its release. Uh, what inspired Shareology?
1: Uh, it was actually supposed to be my first book. I it was the HHH became a surprise baby. I wrote uh, HH in four days. Um, and the reason is because I had already written uh, hundreds of blogs on that topic. And when that happened, I, I took Shareology, put it on the back burner, and it was a much more research-driven book on the what, where, why, when, and how people and brands share. Um, and I go through the actual algorithm of how to share and, and make it so that um it be, you become more relevant or you get through the firewall the human firewall and so um so that that's what that book was about it ended up being cu- becoming a great complement to or complementary book to h2h because that's it's it is the what where, how why and when to h2h like how do you actually be more human in conversation and so that's that's what that book ended up being about it wasn't just social though it was also in the real world like on demand uber we're sharing we're coaching sharing everything at this point so that's what that's what shareology was about i'm now working on my third book which is about trust
2: which seems like it's right up the alley uh following in the footsteps of the other two um you have an executive coaching company as well what type of exec companies are you working with and what are you coaching them on
1: yeah i work with um with with companies that are both entrepreneurial driven spirit uh startup uh well-funded um, and I'm also working with large enterprise companies. And I work with executives on both, both sides, a lot of CEOs, directors and above. Um, and I'm working with them on how to grow their company. i um, looking at the, you know, I've, I've started three businesses of my own and been successful with them. So how do you create all of the elements throughout the entire organization so that it hums? And I want to help others also create that in the most human way and without burning out. Um, so how do you do all that? It sounds like a like like a myth, like a unicorn, but it's possible. And we can we can have we can have it all and live a great life. And that's what I'm coaching on.
2: That is the holy grail. I, I, you've got plenty of results, case studies and testimonials. Can you share one with us where kind of what the company was struggling with when they came to you, how you worked your magic without giving away the secret sauce and then kind of the magical transformation that happened when they followed your process?
1: Yeah, I've, I've got tons. Um I I could tell you uh maybe an entrepreneurial one where um uh where a CEO had never broken he hadn't broken a million dollars in in I don't know how many years 10 to 15 years that he had the company. Uh, but he was living a, a decent life. His operational um, cost was low enough that it was it was decent. He just had never grown, never been able to grow, um, because it was it was this. You get to this certain point where you're like four or five people, and expanding means means taking on more. Um, it you know more overhead, more uh, HR, more uh, of a lot of different things, and so putting in uh, different different pieces into uh, his mix and, and allowing him to both scale on the sales side but also on the operational side to support it was key and vital and so um, after working with him just in a year he broke he broke the million dollars that year and he 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 actually lives out of a suitcase now and travels to a different country every 30 days and is living, the life of his, you know, his own dreams, because he always wanted to travel. And so now he's been in, I think, seven or eight countries in the last year, while he had his best year. Um, and so this is the kind of thing that I think is doable, like whatever the dream is that you want to live. And at the same time, you want to expand and grow and build and create that, you know, without, without uh, losing that part of yourself. Of having to get get into the weeds and get into the um, you know where's this check and where's that client coming from kind of stuff, that's that's all very doable. So that's that's how that worked out for him and 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 I like I like to uh, make that happen for everybody that I work with.
2: That's an incredible story and incredible results. You've achieved so much success for both yourself, your businesses, and your clients. What's your biggest challenge now?
1: Um, I I really love my life right now. So I'm going to, I'm going to say that my biggest challenge is just uh, writing, um, get, getting my time to write my third book. Um, I'm, 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 I have uh, I have enough clients that it takes uh, my time away from writing, and so I think getting more time to write is really going to be my biggest challenge, uh, because I really want to get this third book done. I'm I'm totally invested in it, and I'm taking off actually next week to go just write. So that's going to be my the answer to the question that I need um, to figure out. And so that's uh, that's my biggest challenge right now is just getting getting that uh, that manuscript turned in.
2: All right, that makes total sense. Your passion is obvious. What do you like best about what you're doing?
1: Everything, dude. I love everything. I love waking up in the morning and and coaching. Like that is like just watching someone's face and Knowing uh, that they see a possibility or an answer to something that they've been looking for, and creating that, uh, going out and creating more of what they want without losing sleep and without losing uh, themselves in the process. Um, I did it miraculously. I traveled 200 days a year as a speaker and ran our agency. You know that was 30 employees and 30 million dollars. And I understood. I understand what it's like to burn out. I did it. I, I in the in the worst way ever. And so I'm. The, I understand. No what not to do, and then what to turn around and now do. And so I want for that for them. And I, I and I don't do this for the money anymore. I really love watching everybody, do, you know, be be able to wa- uh, see their themselves in what's possible. And that just like, that just like, man, at the end of every day, I'm just grateful for what I get to do.
2: That is beautiful. For our folks who are watching and listening, where is the best place for them to go to learn more about you? And where can they go get the books?
1: Uh, best place is my website, briankramer.com. That's Brian with a Y and Kramer with a K. And, um, and then the books are on my site too. So you can just click on books and they'll take you to wherever you want to buy them. Uh, my newsletter is there, my, all my, uh, my podcasts, everything that, that I, that I've done, everything's on a little bit on hiatus while I work on the book, but, uh, you can sign up and, and I will reply back human to human to everything that you send me.
2: Well, you certainly practice what you preach. Well, we greatly appreciate your time. We know it's incredibly valuable. This has been Seth Green for Sharkpreneur with Brian Kramer from BrianKramer.com. Brian, thanks again for joining us.
1: Thank you, Seth. I really appreciate it.
2: Thanks everybody for watching and listening. We will talk to you or see you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level, but need capital to get it done?